All right, and welcome to Now This Is Podcasting. I'm your host, Connor, and I'm here with Jaden. And uh, we just went on a little sin adventure. We just watched Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, um, intense. This is your second time watching it. Yeah, oh, this, I watched it opening night, too. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this is my, my first time. Uh, obviously, like, one of the most anticipated movies of the year, uh, and it's it seems like it's gonna like just crush the box office i mean this is like the like bigger than dune was even like this is oh, gonna yeah, be the sure. biggest movie of the well, year no, that sure. they'll have hbo max release for spider-man either that's true this yeah. didn't even this didn't do like a disney plus release Which, either they I mean, they won't have this on disney plus either just, they don't have any of the other spider-mans on there because sony has the the rights to them oh you're so yeah, right they usually put them like showtime or something like that that hadn't even occurred to me that this wouldn't appear on there because yeah. it just feels so marvel to me yeah because uh, it is <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's almost like sony just gets stamped on like at on the end yeah you know, it's like here's our brand make yeah. sure you know that we are the ones who made this yeah. movie yeah we own this yeah. marvel just makes a better version of it yeah. <laughs> uh so what is your first impression of this movie how do you feel about it um it's great um it's everything that i wanted it to be definitely did not disappoint me whatsoever so i'm very very pleased with it right um so this is Directed by John Watts. He did the other two Spider-Man. He's, yeah, and he's doing the Fantastic Four, too. I did not know that was yeah. the thing. Dude, yeah. you keep more up to date with Marvel stuff than I do. <laughs> I, I, always, I like it because, like, I don't do a ton of research, in at least into, like, spoilers and leaks and stuff. So yeah. I don't really look ahead to any of that because I'm nervous it'll ruin a movie for me. Uh, I didn't know Fantastic Four was going to be a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, I think they have it slated for, like, 2024 is when they want to release it. That'd be great, because it would be nice to finally have a good version of Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four yeah. in theaters. I, have to, they have to nail the cast. Yeah. You can mess that up pretty easy. Yeah, everyone, like, has their own fantasy cast for that, where it's, like, yeah. uh, you have Emily Blunt. Is, and John, John Krasinski. And John Krasinski. That's, like, everyone's favorite. Yeah, right. They, like, updated the comic look of... Reed Richards, and he looks kind of like John Kroninsky now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like you have to do it. Otherwise, you'll just get a bunch of upset, you know, fanboys who are like, I imagined this. Put it in the movie. Yeah. So, which is, I mean, that's what's probably going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would like to see that. But no, that's cool. Um, Yeah. No, that, I didn't know he was going to be directing that. Uh, I, I will say I like this movie. It feels different than other Marvel movies. It's really weird, kind of the way it is, like, filmed. It feels to be like different in different parts, which I like because I think the last Marvel movie we did was uh, Black Widow, and that really just hit all the beats of like Marvel movie, like action set piece, action set, set piece, piece yeah. witty line, fun characters, which still does it for me because I just like the spectacle of Marvel movies. So yeah. When we don't have Calvin on this podcast because he's not a big Marvel fan, he'll just talk on him the whole time. But I think this this actually would have been one for him to go watch because it does it feels it's a little different, different than the other yeah. ones, and it still has your big action set piece at of the course, end. Of course, and all all, uh, all the humor and stuff like that's still in it. Yeah, but much it, so, but it's we'll get into more of the aesthetic. But yeah, it's this movie is it feels weird and it feels a little very different. different yeah, which is nice, and I, I like that a lot. And again, it's just nice. It I'm into Marvel movies, and I love like all the the I, I like the fan service. I like you know, all the little bits I can pull from and be like, oh, I remember it from this or I remember it from that. And yeah. people who like dog on people or poo-poo watching these movies because they're not like good movies or they're not like real cinema, it's like, then just don't watch them and stop giving the people who enjoy the spectacle a hard time. Yeah. Because I, I do. I just like the spectacle of this. And this movie felt to me like it had the same like kind of hype as like a Civil War did because yeah. there's a lot of different characters coming, coming in. in. Yeah. It's in. I I feel like it has a lot of the same hype as like uh, Infinity War and Endgame as well because there's a lot of characters in that and it's like a culmination of things and I mean everyone knew who who follows Marvel and stuff like that the multiverse is happening and right 
all that's going on and with the previews of uh, Doc Ock and Green Goblin and Electro coming in. Like, That's what I'm saying. This, yeah. th- there was a lot of hype around this that I didn't get when I, like Eternals was coming out. Yeah. I went and saw that and I didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, it, it's a Marvel movie, but it didn't, it didn't get the same like pomp and circumstance as Spider-Man does. Yeah. Obviously, uh, obviously Spider-Man is a huge deal, like one of their biggest properties. Yeah. If, if probably their biggest. Yeah. yeah. So you, you know, this is going to be a big movie and I think it's fine. I, I, I had fun with it. Uh, a little bit of a bummer though, uh, like towards the end, like the climax, the, the reel just stopped. Like the, oh, the whole movie yeah. just stopped. Oh my goodness. And I've never experienced this at a theater before, but, uh, some of the staff came in and they're like, we have bad news. Like, they have bad. They said we have an announcement. Yeah, and which I eternally thought was like Tobey Maguire or right. someone is here. <laughs> you know, to, to, I was like, "Is Westminster, Colorado, on a Sunday? This yeah. is awesome." <laughs> Tom Tom Holland is here to thank yeah. you for coming to watch Spider Man. Yeah, like it. Yeah, uh, it turned out to be bad news. They said that they had had some break-ins uh, in the cars that were parked behind the theater, and of course, I parked behind the theater. So I had to leave for like four or five minutes to run and make sure my car hadn't been broken into. So I missed a little bit of the climax, but it was okay. Yeah, I you got didn't back miss, for the you big didn't miss parts. pretty much at all. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, I like this movie, and uh, I like that it felt different than like Black Widow. Yeah, know? which it definitely does. It's, I like that it felt different than the other two Spider-Man movies that Tom Holland. Oh, for sure. And because I'm not a super huge fan of them, I thought that they could do like way better. Like I thought that Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Keaton were both very good in them. And stuff like that. But I just felt like they could have been done way better than what they were. Right. Yeah. I felt like it was, it's always a little bit too much too. Cause like Spider-Man, like one of his things is all the difficulties he's constantly facing with himself and, you know, being like a poor kid from Queens and, you know, he's got like this Iron Man suit that helps him out all the time. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And like all this technology to like ben- that he benefits from. I'm like, that's just kind of, it's not the Spider-Man that I know. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. It, it, yeah. Which is fine though. Cause it's it's good to ha- each each iteration of Spider-Man kind of seem to have their own feel. So yeah. him having like technology stuff never bothered me because he's can be a different Spider-Man yeah, than which like Tobey Maguire or yeah. Andrew Garfield was. Which so. is good too that they didn't just like repeat the same stuff as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I want to move in without like spoiling stuff. We'll like talk about the aesthetic. I yeah. talked about how this movie kind of feels weird and it's like it's filmed weird. It's like in the first portion of the movie, it feels like kind of really fun, quirky movie. Like yeah. really kind of goofy and, you know, you know, you have your, your three friends, uh, you know, just kind of joshing around and then it kind of, uh, gets more dramatic because you, it brings up like, uh, Peter Parker's identity has been revealed and everything like that, but it still just feels like kind of buds, like they're trying to figure out they're going to get in college and stuff. And there's also like really interesting shots of like, uh, the camera will be like way back and it'll just like zoom in really quickly on Tom Holland doing or yeah. Peter Parker doing something. It happens a couple of times. And I was like, it was an interesting shot to me because the other two movies that doesn't Don't, exist that at all. It never happens. Yeah. There's definitely some weird shots. Um, and it, like, like you were saying the statement before, it's different than any other Marvel movie that I've seen, at least directed, like done by the MCU or yeah. I mean, anything. Yeah. That's why it seemed like fun <laughs> and quirky. Cause those are shots that like, uh, like I imagine like Kevin McAllister, like in home alone, yeah. or, like, like a, a quick zoom in on him, like like when he realizes he's home alone, you know. Yeah. And it's like, it it's like a fun shot, and those appeared a couple of times in this movie, which is why it kind of had a, a fun feel to like the camera work in it. And then there's other shots later on of Doctor Strange where he's like shrouded in darkness, and he's like, it's almost like film noir feel because it's just a little bit of light across his eyes, 
and then there's other like elements like there's a, a like a kind of a feels like a horror fight scene later on in the movie mm-hmm. so there's like some really kind of interesting elements going on with like how they filmed it that's that's why i say this this movie feels different than other marvel movies and even the other spider-man movies which is fascinating to me that john watts directed all three of these yeah and this one's and this one feels different, different than those because the first two are pretty similar uh, there's i think like uh far from home the second one is a little bit more like epic i guess but it's not I don't know. It still feels like it's the same style of movie as, right, as yeah. the first one. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, this doesn't feel like it's like even part of like the same trilogy almost. No. Yeah. No, yeah. that's, yeah, no, I totally agree. They, oh, but this movie just feels so different. I think a big part of that is just as interesting camera work and stuff that yeah. we don't see in, in these other movies. Uh, I guess now we should move to spoilers because yeah. I want to talk about the characters. Uh, and give you guys like 15 seconds here to realize if you keep listening and you haven't seen this movie, you need to stop. And the other thing is, every review we do is it's it's going to have it's, spoilers. It's always been a spoiler. We yeah. we're not a non-spoiler podcast. We watch these movies and then kind of want to dive into them deeper. Yeah, but this has never been a watch the movie before you listen to the podcast. Yeah, I just think also if you haven't seen it yet, you know, go. Yeah, go, go check do it, out. it. Yeah, yeah. Moving into the characters, I think it kind of deals. You know, you have all these villains show up. Like uh, Doctor Strange is going to cast the spell for Peter to. Uh, erase everyone's memory of Peter Parker that way like his friends and family don't have to deal with like all this uh, like all, all these problems that are kind of cropping up on them because like they're, they're not getting into college and, right yeah they have to move because they're just getting swarmed by paparazzi and all that stuff yeah like there are consequences for the people around him even though they've done nothing wrong they're just associated with Peter Parker so there's all these issues going on when Peter initially goes to Doctor Strange to cast this spell it feels like he just doesn't, no problem, like like no questions asked. He's yeah. like, yeah, sure, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. And then there's like some problems that go on with the spell because he keeps needing to change it to make sure one or two people remember him. Like like MJ and Ned remember him, and he wants... Uh, Aunt May to remember. Right. Because he doesn't want to deal with her finding out again, which is, come on. Yeah. Selfish, buddy. <laughs> so you have all these like uh, little changes that go on in the spell that ends up kind of ruining the spell, and that's sort of like the catalyst for the the story to that like kicks off the the conflict in this movie that now all these other people who know about Peter Parker kind of end up migrating into his universe. Yeah. But Dr. Strange still just does it kind of no problem. He's like, yeah, no consequences. Like I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. Yeah, he's like, he's like nice to know you kid. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, the way to fix it is for Peter Parker to be like, do the spell again, but do it right. Make everyone forget me. It is a little bit different. So uh, he says he wants people to not know, that he is Spider-Man in the beginning, and then at the end, he's like, I don't want anyone to know who Peter Parker is. So oh. there's like a little bit of a difference. I suppose you're right. Okay. But at the same time, like Doctor Strange still would have forgot him the same. Yeah, you're right, because he just knows Spider-Man. And yeah. yeah. So I guess maybe maybe I just think of Spider-Man and P- Peter Parker, they're just synonymous. Yeah. So if you forget one, like they're the same character, but you're right, I guess. Yeah, because Happy still knows Spider-Man at the end. So I would assume that like the adventures still happened with him, but he just never met Right. Peter Parker, he only met Spider-Man. Okay, that's interesting. That makes the end work better for me. because It still is sloppy. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end, Doctor Strange is like, okay, I'll do it, but everyone you love, <clears throat> everyone you know will forget you. And Peter's like, do it. Like, I, I'm willing to make that sacrifice. He's willing to take on that great responsibility. Yeah. Um, and, but Doctor Strange is like, but I don't want to forget you. Basically, he's like, he's sad about <laughs> it, but he was going to forget him anyways. Yeah. He didn't care before. Yeah. That, that was just a, the way his character operates in this movie didn't make sense to me because he is like really nonchalant about it at the beginning yeah. and then it's like a big moment emotionally for him at the end 
But now that you brought that up, that makes much more sense to me about there's a difference between Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Yeah. So, it's still it's still weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's a good thing that he's not in the movie too much either. I liked how they worked him out of it like yeah. pretty quick because this still needs to be a Spider-Man, Spider-Man movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's like Doctor Strange just helped drives the plot. Which, right. I mean, we don't really need because there's so much multiverse stuff going on already in the MCU. Which is why this movie is great if you're tracking all that yeah. stuff. Like if and, you watched Loki, I love like kind of the the, the visual hints of like, because you know, there's like that white kind of splitting of the sky, which looks like the main multiverse like uh, timeline. Yeah. Like when they're at that castle at the end of Loki. Yep. And so there's like visual elements that look a lot like stuff we saw in Loki. And I love just tying all that stuff in, which again is why I just love the spectacle of these movies. And if you're keeping up with all of it, they're a ton of fun to watch. I mean, Dr. Strange has mentioned too, like, he's like, this shouldn't have happened. He's like, it doesn't make any sense, like, why these guys would be here, even throughout the spell or whatever, which is like, it's because Loki opened up the multiverse is why this is happening. I also just think of it as like, it's not really a big deal why all this is happening. Yeah. It just, you need some element of your story to pull all these characters in. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if it's really kind of shoehorned or not it doesn't really matter. explained. Yeah. Because the only thing people really want to see is like what you saw in the trailers with all these villains showing up. That's what people want to see. Yep. So I don't really care if there isn't like a, uh, it's not like explained well because yeah. that's not really the point. The yeah. point is for me to see Spider-Man punch people. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And the punch people we've got to see him punch in the past, which was, you know, awesome. All right. And so speaking of kind of stuff that just kind of gets explained away, a uh, character I want to talk about is Jamie Foxx's um, like Electro's back in this one. And it's the Electro from the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, yeah, 2014. And I love that uh, they just like, oh, last time I saw you, you had a bad teeth and a comb over. I think the only explanation you get for why he looks just like Jamie Foxx now is he just says like, oh, there's different power here. I yeah. like the power here. And that's it. Which is fine. Which is fine. I don't care because it was awfully done in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah and, yeah, and he is nothing like the character from the Andrew Garfield movies either. Nope, he's just he's Jamie Foxx. just Fox. Jamie Foxx. Like, <laughs> like he has that great line where he's like, we just going to ignore that I'm out here butt-ass naked. Yeah. I was like, that's just Jamie Foxx. Fox, that's yeah. all it is. I was like, oh, that's Django. It's the yeah. same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love that they just, there's like a nod to all the people who know um, how he was in those movies, how he looked, and, yeah. and all the kind of hate that people have for those movies. And then to just be like, kind of give a nod to it and then just immediately move on. Yeah. I think that's the only way you can do it um, in a way that, it's the only way that makes sense to treat him because Lord knows I don't need like some big explanation on why Electro looks different. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. And I certainly don't want to see the goofy version of Electro from the Andrew Garfield movie. Yeah. So, I'm happy that he wasn't blue. I'm happy that all that stuff changed. Oh, he looks great too. I love when he, he like shooting lightning and you, you get the lightning around his uh, around his face. Like the head. comic book and mask. It, yeah, yeah. I love that. I, I think it's just cool. a great nod to it. Yeah. Um, his character design is so much better in this than it was in the... Yeah. In those movies. And it is funny, too, because he's talking to Sandman, who uh, is from the... Um, Tobey Maguire. Right. And they're talking about... A, like, he's like, oh, I fell in a vat of eels. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I, I fell on a like a, a large hadron collider or something yeah. like that. And they're like, oh, you got to be careful with the ball. <laughs> yeah. It's just fun nods that, like, again... It's silly. Like... Yeah. And it's comic book stuff. Like, yeah. It's it's fine. And, like, <clears throat> as soon as people, like, people, you know, talk shit about that, it's like... Oh, it's just an excuse for them to get their powers. I'm like, that's what... That's what every comic, comic book, book has. Is, yeah. It's always just something happens and they get powers. That's yeah. it. And it, it doesn't really matter. What matters is what these characters do after they get the powers. Yep. And, you know, it, origin stories can be fun and stuff, but 
I mean, you want to talk about origin stories. Spider-Man doesn't even have an origin in the MCU. No, he just talks like, ever since I was bit by that spider. Yeah. But we all know, so like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, that's that's just a story that's so in the zeitgeist that like you don't need to, I don't need to see it again. Yeah. And I we do find out that Uncle Ben never existed in this universe. Yeah. In this movie, yeah. Let's talk about Doc Ock now. Um, he's like the first villain to show up. Yep. And it, he's, <clears> got, <throat> he's got a great reveal and everything. I, I just love the, the tentacles popping up and everything. Yeah. And so it's 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 him from the Tobey Maguire movies, and he's still got his brain fried and taken over by the uh, uh, by the tentacles and everything. And part of like the the whole story here is that Peter is trying to fix all of them because he knows that it's kind of revealed that if they all get sent back to their universe, it's like right before they died. Yeah. And so he's trying to save them from that, which is great. Peter Parker's altruistic. Spider Man's a great hero. Of yeah. course he would do that, even at like. Uh, the risk of like going against Doctor Strange. He wants to follow through with this. Yeah. It's because like none of them are actually bad people. They just had like bad stuff happening that somehow changed their brains into bad people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I think Doc Ock is, I think it's smart that they picked him to be the one who has like kind of the turn to being good because yeah. really his only problem is is that this machine has taken over and he talks about, he's like, oh, these voices in my head and everything. So when that gets fixed, it makes sense that, because he's not a bad evil scientist initially it's yeah. it's it's when this chip goes out in his head and that's what turns him evil so i i liked his turn uh from like villain to to hero yeah it's just cool to see alfred molina look he looks really young yeah he looks the same as he did in spider-man 2 kind of he his de-aging wasn't as good as willem defoe's oh, de-aging not even close but... uh <clears throat> still looks it's we can move on to willem defoe then and yeah. the green goblin because like this is the best version of de-aging i think i've seen yeah, it looks amazing. Like it just he looks the same as he did in two thousand two when he portrayed Green Goblin for the first time. I wonder if it's maybe because he just has such an iconic face and that look. That might be it. And yeah. so it's like maybe it's easier to kind of replicate all that stuff because it's just so something like we see in Willem Dafoe in like every movie he's in. Mm-hmm. Like he's so animated in his facial features. So I wonder if maybe part of helping his de aging is that he, he there's just such a wide range of things you see on his face. Yeah. So I wonder maybe that plays a role. Probably. I, I don't know anything bit. about the visual effects Me that goes either. into it. It's stunning in this movie, though. Like, he looks great in it. Yeah, it's amazing. He does a great job in this movie. Every time he's on screen, he just Absolute steals the entire scene every single time. I, I have, especially since um, we talked about The Lighthouse, I have grown to appreciate Willem Dafoe so much. He is a really, really good actor. Yeah. And, and the fact that he can pull off, like, goofy green goblin in kind of fun um spider-man from like the toby Maguire movies yeah and then he's also kind of plays a much darker version of that in this movie and it all still works for me like willem dafoe can be in any movie yeah it's uh, do fine we Just, watch uh, stay away from aquaman dude and don't do that again oh man i kind of forgot he isn't yeah because he doesn't need to be yeah yeah, and that's not Willem Dafoe's fault. That's a, just a bad. It's character. just a really bad movie, <laughs> right? Um, we yeah. saw him in uh, Nightmare Alley. Not too. Uh, we we just did a podcast on that, and he's not in that movie much. But when he is, it's like he's he's just got this great charisma on screen. And yeah, Willem Dafoe can be in anything. He's on the level of like Florence Pugh to me. Put yeah. them put them in movies. <laughs> <laughs> they're just so great. I will go watch them if they're in it. Um, yeah, he does a great job. Um, I like that they got rid of the the helmet or mask pretty quickly in it too, because I think it's goofy. It, it it fits really well into the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans. Yeah. Where those are really comic booky and fun. Yeah. And this movie, like I said, seemed to want to have a darker feel, especially how it treats Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Yeah. This movie wanted to take on, like, yeah, a darker note. 
And so, yeah, I think to have that mask would not play as well as yeah, it did it's, in the Sam Raimi movie. Silly, movies. yeah. Uh, and and I like it too. It, like you could think of it like thematically for that character is when he gets rid of the mask, it's like now he's not afraid of that persona anymore. He's not hiding like behind the mask anymore. Yeah, like, that's just who he is. He is the Green Goblin now. Like there is no Norman Osborn anymore. Yeah. He's just the Green Goblin now. And so getting rid of the mask, you could think about that like symbolically. Like he doesn't need it anymore. Like that's just who he is now. So he doesn't need to like put it on to become Green Goblin anymore. Might be reaching a little bit with that one, but. I think it, I think you could think of it like working out like thematically for that character. Yeah, you could. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah. In his look, when he has like the hoodie on or whatever, and gets treaded. I'm like, oh, okay, so that's more comic book accurate too, because he does have the hood on in the comic book. But he's also like an actual green goblin. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's so weird. Um, one thing about him, and I think this is like one of the best elements of the movie, where I kind of talked about it taking on a real horror feel. Is like Peter has like that Spidey sense that goes off. And and it's I like the sound design of it a lot, like all kind of the the noise kind of drops out, all the the volume is really taken it's low, like muffled a little bit or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Do you really feel like you're in Peter's head for this? And it's like he's, it felt like he was trying to figure out like who was going to be the bad guy yeah. in that moment because he's surrounded by villains essentially. Yeah. And you know, and then he he shoots the web at uh at Green Goblin, and that's when you kind of get the reveal. He's like, oh, I'm I've always been the Green Goblin, and like uh you know uh, yeah. Osborn's not here anymore. And that leads to like this really great kind of horror feel uh, action set piece where him and uh, Peter Parker are fighting. Yeah. And yeah, he's like, he feels much different than the Tobey Maguire movies because I know he's got like that super serum and he's like really strong, but he's like throwing Spider-Man yeah, around. Yeah, the, the hand-to-hand combat they go through in this is awesome. Like the fight scenes that, between Willem Dafoe and Tom Holland are very good. And it's 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 really creepy because it's like not well lit and it's like part of it takes place in a hallway and yeah. like they're silhouetted a lot so it has a really creepy feel yeah. to it. Just smashing through freaking floors too. He's like, oh, on to the next floor. It feels like it's dropping him. It feels like extra violent. For, yeah. for what we've seen from Spider-Man. Before. Oh, absolutely. Because Tom Holland's like going ham on two He's like, he's hitting him hard. Right. Like, yeah. Because he's, I think like you can tell at first, like I feel like he's like pulling his punches a little bit. He's like, okay, he's like, I need to fight this guy for right. real. Yeah. It feels, um, yeah, which I think is supposed to kind of lend to this idea, and so we can move on to, to Tom Holland's Peter Parker now. Uh, it lends to, like, the idea that he's going to become, he's, like, a darker, and he wants revenge now because uh, Aunt May has been killed by, by Green, Goblin. Green Goblin's yeah. um, uh, glider. And I think that's a really, it's a, it, it, I thought it was a pretty well-acted death scene. Oh, I thought so, I too. I thought, Marissa, acted, yeah, like, I thought him and Marissa Tomei both did a great job of that scene. Yeah, and, like, you know something's wrong with her, but, like, she's trying to be brave. And, yeah, she's like, I think she, I'm good, yeah. Like, she needs to be that for him, and then, you know, you find out, like, she's, like, really wounded, and I think Tom Holland's actually, like, that's some of the better acting I've seen, especially just because I mostly know him from Spider-Man. Yeah. And usually it's, you know, these are, like, kind of melodramatic and fun movies, so to see him, like, really... Like a moat, I thought he did great. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, look at me, man! What are you doing? Look at me!" Like I'm just like, "Oh man, that is, that's rough." Like, that's his, that's his, you know, that's his, like basically his mom. Like, right, right, yeah, yeah. And so I keep saying Tom Holland Spider Man, and that's because, of course, we have probably the the big reveal that I think everyone kind of saw coming is that we also get Andrew Garfield Spider Man, and we get Tobey Maguire Spider Man, mm-hmm. and I I like how they're introduced. I. I think you could have done them in like their own kind of scene or whatever because yeah. you 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 have. I feel like you steal it a little away from Andrew Garfield. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, because you have him initially introduced because Ned he has he has magic powers and he gets the sling ring from Doctor there's, Strange. There's, there's uh, fan theories that Wong's been his dad this whole time. Ooh, yeah, huh? And again, that's another part of the story where. It, there's not a big explanation. There's just kind of a throwaway line where he's like, oh, my, my grandma always said I, I had the magic in me or yeah. the magic was in our family. He's like, I get tingling in my fingers. And Dr. Strange's like, you should go see your physician. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is full of just little things to just let you know, like, there's going to be goofy stuff going on in this movie. We're not going to take the time to explain it to you because you're just here to have fun. Yeah. And I'm glad, again, because I don't need a big scene of him figuring out how to use the sling ring. and Just does it on accident, yeah. yeah. And it's a fun way to introduce the other Spider-Man. Yeah, he does it. And he's like, looking for Peter Parker. And like, he does it. And instantly you see Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man suit. Right. It's like, they didn't notice at first. And like, the first time I saw it, like everyone instantly, as soon as you saw him, they cheered. Yeah, yeah. And this theater, everyone like waited till like, he took off his mask. And like, oh, it's Andrew Garfield. I was like, right, right. very clearly the entire time that that is Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny. Yeah, because the, the theater cheered and everything. Those movies are like critically not liked. Like in, in Andrew Garfield is not the problem in yeah. the Amazing Spider-Man movies. It's just like bad writing and bad villains. Yeah, I mean the first one is definitely much better than the second one. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the second one is just yeah, Jamie Fox. It's not Jamie Fox's fault either. He's no, just, it's he, bad writing. Yeah. Um, I just think it's interesting that, and if you want to cheer for Andrew Garfield because he is the best part of those movies, yeah. then that's good. Cheer for him. But it was just funny, like these movies that are pretty much universally not liked and they did cheer for the, the lead actor in it. I yeah. thought it was kind of funny. Um, and then, of course, Tobey Maguire gets a big, big cheer when, he, when you know, he comes on screen. Yeah, a massive cheer. Yeah. And you guys, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you saw the memes on the internet. It's like when Tom Holland enters, like people are kind of clapping. It's like when Andrew Garfield enters, people cheering. And then it's like when Spider-Man comes on screen, everyone freaks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And that's, that's most people's, you know, original... I mean, I guess not most people, like many people's original, like on screen Spider Man. Yeah, that's it. I think, yeah, for a lot of people, like that's the definitive Spider Man. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of people, especially like kids who are going to grow up with Tom Holland as Spider Man, they're yeah. going to love him. But for me, yeah, like, didn't you say, I think you told me that movie came out 15 years ago? Uh, the last one, Spider Man 3, came out 15 years oh, ago. Oh, that is wild to me. The first one came out, um, what's, the, what's the date today? It's, it's the 19th. It's the 19th, all right. So in like 12 days, it'll be 20 years. Wow, that's wild to me. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel that old. Yeah, it doesn't. And that's why Tobey Maguire is like my Spider-Man, because I was a kid when those came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I do. <laughs> I like the reveals. It's cool that they get to come in. And then when they meet up with uh, Tom, Holland. Tom Holland, there's like another big emotional moment. And, you know, he's just gone through losing Aunt May and everything. But this movie, like, there's a big chunk of it towards the end where it's just a lot of very big emotional scenes. Yeah. And it... That's kind of where I started getting lost. I was like, okay, I get it. Like, this is a big deal for everyone. And they just kind of seem to keep going. And I think those could have been paced out a little better. That was that was sort of the part. It's like we just had Tom Holland's big, like, uh, and, and Aunt May's big death scene. Yeah. And then he's still going on about, like, oh, I don't want this responsibility. And that's when you get, like, the line. Uh, yeah. Because he repeats from Aunt May. And they all repeat it at the same time. Like, with great power comes great responsibility. Which, like, of course that was going to happen. So. Yeah. It's like, well, that's what Uncle Ben said right before he died. Yeah. I think you probably could have just put that more towards the beginning of their talk, but they all have to be like, oh, well, I, I, I couldn't save Gwen, yeah. and she's my MJ. And, and now like, he's like not pulling his punches and stuff. Is Andrew Garfield like a dark Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, I'm I like want interested to see in, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested in that. Um, and then you have Tobey Maguire who's, you know, talks about Uncle Ben and, and wanting to, like, he tracked down his killer and he got what he wanted. It just felt like, just get to that part quicker than uh, 
kind of dragging out your dramatic scene <clears throat> too long. That, yeah. that, that, that would be kind of my knock as far as like the drama in this goes. It's like, okay, I understand all the emotion built into this movie. Let's get to punching now. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've gotten all our Spider-Men together and it's, it's a, it's fun to see kind of the science side of them come out. Um, and I think that's more uh, something that happened in the Andrew Garfield, the Amazing Spider-Man movies. It didn't happen so much in Tobey Maguire's movies. No, it just kind of says like, oh, he's smart. Yeah. And then, and then all he does is take pictures. Right. Yeah. And then Tom Holland does tinkering in his movies, but he has all this Stark tech to do it. So it, it, it's a little different than like yeah. what uh, Toby, um, um, Andrew, Andrew Garfield, Garfield is doing. Yeah. But it's cool to just see them all in the room like, oh, I'll handle this thing and I'll handle this. And this is how we're going to cure it. And all they're all effects. like working in the lab together. And Ned's all like, hey, Peter. And they're all like, yeah. They all answer. He's like, oh, uh, sorry, uh, P- Peter Parker. They're like, that's that's all, all of us. us. <laughs> yeah. They're like, dude, you got to be like specific. This movie doesn't uh, lack any of the. Uh, the comedic moments that are just uh, inherent in every Marvel movie. Yeah. And I thought they all were, they were all good bits. Yeah, they were. They all... all of the comedy in here is just exclusively fan service. Oh, yeah. Like uh, like when Toby like, shoots webs out of his wrist and, well, because Tom Holland grabs his web cartridges and he's putting them in his web shooters and Tom Holland's like, what are those? Right. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, they're my web shooters. He's like, oh, and he just shoots webs out of his wrist. They're both like, what the fuck? <laughs> that came out of your body? <laughs> yeah. I, that's part of again like the the fan service that but it's still fun for me yeah each spider-man kind of gets their like day in the sun in this movie to kind of reference stuff from like their universe and mm-hmm. their movies and so like all, all that stuff is fun to me it's not like uh it's not like eye rolling like uh like one of the worst bits of fan service i've seen is in rogue one when like r2d2 and c3po just kind of show up for no reason yeah and you see like the rogue one ship fly off they there's no reason for them to be in that nope but it works like comedically to have all these Peter Parkers kind of finding out like little little quirky bits about mm-hmm. themselves. Like that's all fun fan service. Like yeah. that's how fan service should be. It's like what you've been the space dude. Like, and it does. It works out really well. Um, and like you can see, like Andrew, like Andrew Spider Man's a little bit more emotional than the rest of them. He's like, I've always wanted like brothers. Like, I yeah, love yeah. you guys. And he's talking about. He's like, man, you guys got to fight aliens. He's like, I'm lame. And that's obviously like him referencing to his movies. As they were not as yeah. well received as uh, Tony. Oh, I think, yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of like hints dropped in this on yeah. the, you know, how how people look at the movies they were in. For yeah, sure. and uh, I mean, he's all like, he's gone lame, and Tony McGuire's like, dude, you're amazing. Yeah, he calls him amazing like twelve times, like because that's the title the of his movies. Yeah. yeah. And, Again, that's all fun to me. Yeah, and the same thing with like uh, he's like he's like I'm Peter three. He's like yeah, you're Peter three. He's like I guess I'm Peter three. Yeah. <laughs> So we've we've built all the devices. We're gonna have our big fight at the end. Uh, so this is kind of the part that I missed was the beginning of that fight because I had to go and check and make sure my car hadn't been broken into. Yeah. How does that all start out? Because I kind of came in where they're 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 now kind of all working together like to single out because you have the uh, you have Electro, you have Sandman, and, and Lizard, and it seems like they're all like kind of teaming up one by one to take them out. You know, yeah. to, to cure them. Yeah. Which is also one of the best lines in the movie. They're like, no, we're going to kick some ass. And then Tobey Maguire's like, we're going to cure some ass. It's great. <laughs> and it's like, oh, very cheesy, just like he was in his Spider-Man movies. Yeah. No, he's... They all... this it, One thing you needed to nail in this movie is you needed to have Tobey Maguire act like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, and yeah. you needed to have Andrew Garfield act like Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, Spider-Man, who is like sarcastic and funny, and when he's introduced, yeah. they're like, do something Spider-Man would do, and he's hanging from the ceiling. They're like, now crawl around. He's like, I'm not. I'm not going to crawl. <laughs> he's so snarky and funny. Yeah. Which and is, so yeah, he's uh, personally Andrew Garfield is my favorite Spider-Man. I think he's great. Yeah, I think he's great, and it sucks that those movies were bad. Bad, it does suck. Uh, especially because like he was originally supposed to be the Spider-Man in the MCU was supposed to be Andrew Garfield. Right, right. And they ended up getting like canceled and yeah, 
kinds of weird stuff in the casting. But yeah, uh, so basically, you know, they're all like fighting. In the, like Electro shows up, and uh, they, they start fighting him. And then the lizard shows up, and like they're all each like fighting a different bad guy, and it's not working. Right. And they're like, they're like Peter, we need you to give me the cure. And he's like, I don't even know which one of you guys are talking. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then that's when the, the Peter one, Peter two, Peter three thing comes out. And okay. Like, we all need to work together. Like, it really, you didn't miss much at all. Because I feel like you walked out, and then a little bit later, they started playing it. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. And I'm then, uh, too much. yeah, you missed maybe like two minutes of action where they were just getting their butts kicked a little bit. <laughs> I was just like, God damn it. Like, yeah. The climax of the movie, the big fight scene, and I have to go make sure yeah. my car windows aren't broken. <laughs> Yeah, and then that yeah that happens, and uh, and it's like we need to work together. They're like, uh, <clears throat> they're like, well, we've never worked on a team before. Toby and Andrew say that, and Tom Holland's like, well, luckily for you guys, he's like, I'm actually part of the Avengers. And then Toby Aquire's like, dude, that's so awesome, good for you. He's like, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Garfield's like, is that, is that like a band or something? <laughs> right, and that's a fun thing for fans, especially to yeah. be like, because we all know these Marvel characters. We know these Avengers movies. Yeah. So to then throw people into the MCU who aren't aware of the MCU yeah. is just like inherently funny. Like, yeah. I, I like that idea a lot. Of like, <laughs> there's, there's other super people? Like, yeah. What? yeah. So I, I think that's really cool. Um, And then you get the... Uh, Doc Ock shows up and it seems like he's going to team up with the bad guys. And he that scene up, was kind of dumb. I, I like that. I, again... I just don't understand like, why he just grabs the Spider-Man... For no reason. I think it's to, like trick Electro into thinking that he's going to be on their side, that yeah. like, he can pull the arc reactor out of him. I, I, I just like it just because I like the turn in that character. Yeah. And, like I, and, I, and, guy. Yeah, and I like that he was always a good guy. It was just this device that had taken him over. And yeah. so I, I like, I really liked him in this movie. Yeah. He's good for sure. And then we move into probably, this would be like one of the problems I have with this movie. You get Tom Holland fighting Green Goblin at the end. And one thing that's weird about this is how Green Goblin became Tom Holland's bad guy instead of Tobey Maguire's bad guy. To me, I think it's like that that first Tobey Maguire, the Sam Raimi movie, the first one is like probably my favorite one. And so I associate Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man with Green Goblin. Yeah. So then to not have it, to have the confrontation be between him and Tom Holland's Spider-Man, I thought was a little odd. But then again, it's like, you know, obviously he killed Aunt May and so he wants that revenge and everything. And it's sort of like this again like this dark turn for spider-man where he's like oh i'm not gonna send you back like i'm gonna kill you myself yeah and part of my issue with that is like it's tom holland who looks like he's 12 and he's talking about murdering people oh i thought tom holland looked so much older in this movie i was like he does not look like he belongs in high school anymore at all i was like he looks like a grown-ass dude i guess you're right but yeah it feels different hearing like seeing toby Maguire deliver that yeah you know and again, I, just, I felt like it worked out really well because i thought um the Green Goblin's like when his the serum is working in Norman or whatever, he's the most sinister, right? So I thought it made sense for him to be the main villain. Oh, for sure. I mean, because there's not, I mean, Mysterio's not in it, uh, the Vulture's not in it. So like, yeah, there's yeah. not like a Tom Holland bad guy in yeah. this movie, which is so. Uh, I guess you do have to pick one of the other villains to be it. I just that one is one that felt like a Tobey Maguire bad guy. Yeah, you know, the fact that the big conflict is between Tom Holland and Green Goblin. Yeah. It felt a little weird, but again, it, he's the one who's done the most damage to to, to that Peter Parker. So yeah, it makes sense. It just felt weird when he's like going to stab him to death, and he's just been wailing on him for a couple Dude, minutes. That now. fight scene was cool. Like I liked it. Like 
like I said, that there is a really violent nature to the action set pieces in this, mm. which don't appear in in the other two Spider-Man movies. Like you see sure. Tom Holland is like hitting him as hard as he can. Like there's a point where he misses and he just dents the shield. Yeah, um, which also the, they're fighting on a giant Captain America shield, which is what did you think of that? Dumb. I hate it. I don't under. I, I kind of like the idea of restoring the Statue of Liberty and have yeah. it be copper again, but I really hate the idea of putting a captain america shield on it yeah i thought that was super weird and if you watch hawkeye you already saw the shield uh one thing we didn't mention um is that matt murdoch is in this movie and it's played by charlie cox i was really hoping he'd play a bigger role he just does the cool he is in there for 12 seconds and he grabs the brick that's coming through the window yeah it's like how'd you do that he's like i'm a good lawyer yeah I really hope that that character gets revitalized because I really like the Netflix series. I have not seen it, so I can't... It has some of the best choreographed fight scenes and, like, in a really brutal, like, fight scenes. Yeah. It's it's cool to see the way they work those all out because, like, he is a really good fighter, but it also shows him, like, getting the shit beat out of him, too. Yeah. And so he feels like a more... Like a character you can maybe, like, identify with more. Like, yeah, he's blind and he has this other sense. But he's also not just, like, Captain America swinging around, like beating the hell out of people you know he's not spider-man with all this extra strength and extra senses yeah it's just like a guy who's blind but is also a good fighter and the, the yeah i would definitely recommend that uh which is what bummed me out when those moved away from netflix and it kind of felt like they were never going to come back yeah uh there's like the jessica jones series and then the oh, Luke cage and and uh what is it iron, iron fist. fist those are not very good the one they really need to keep is daredevil he was great and, and uh punisher too from what i've heard which is funny because that's a spinoff, essentially, of just Daredevil. Yeah. And that's great, too. Because the dude who plays Kingpin in Daredevil is also, he's in Hawkeye, too. Yeah. 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 So that, yeah, I, that's, again, I just love how all this stuff gets tied in together. It's so yeah. much fun. So, yeah. So the, the, the climax of the movie, uh, we get away from the fights and everything, and everyone's been cured. And then, like, we talked about, like, the ending with Doctor Strange, uh, kind of, he's going to erase everyone's memory of Peter Parker. It then leads to like I think one of the most awkward scenes I've ever seen in a movie where Peter's like gonna go and reintroduce himself to MJ. And it, it is super awkward, but I think it's supposed to be too, but it is it is so awkward. And it feels really long. He like can't quite get the lines out he wants the to whole say. the whole thing of uh the ending of this movie reminds me of Return of the King. I'm like, oh it's over. I'm like, oh it's not over. It's not it's still not over. There's too many long silences yeah. and them just looking at each other and Tom Holland getting teary-eyed. Yeah. If, if you're MJ and you don't know this, you're like, who the fuck is this weird dude in the McGonagall yeah. shop right now? But she seems to also kind of, then she like starts to be into him. Yeah. Like, you know, she, it, well, I'm sure she's attracted to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Tom Holland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I really thought was going to happen, because it, it sort of felt like the scene was set up that way. Peter Parker walks into the coffee shop where MJ works and then Ned walks in after him and she like waves to Ned. Yeah. She goes and grabs the donut for Ned, and I really thought, I was like, she's going to lean in and kiss him. Oh, like, they're dating That would have been weird. Yeah. And that would have been, like, such a crazy change and blow to, like, Peter Parker and stuff. I was like, oh, I, like, really thought that was going to happen. Yeah. And then it ends up kind of being, a, like, again, a really awkward, flirty scene between MJ and Peter. Yeah, but he chooses not to, not to tell her that he used to date her and that he's Spider-Man and all that stuff. Right. Because um, it's, he notices a little scratch on her forehead again. He's like, oh. Yeah. That's because of me, and you could die if yeah. you're with me. And I like, yeah, no, and I, like he does the right thing. He does yeah. the thing that Peter Parker would do. I like Absolutely. that. You can just get to that part of the scene way sooner, yeah. and with a lot less awkward silence. It's the same thing in the Spider, the original Spider-Man uh, with McGuire at the end, because he's like can like be with MJ if he wants to. And he's like, no, I can't, because right. I'm Spider-Man. Yeah, 
And then we get Peter Parker in his first apartment, which you mentioned before we went to the movie. You were joking around the uh, we, we can't. We, they're like, yeah, there won't be any more home movies anymore. And I was like, the next one will be like Spider Man, Peter Parker's new apartment. Like, <laughs> and then it's that's how the movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like supposed to be like similar to the apartment that Tobey Maguire had in Spider Man 2. Isn't it a similar line to Yeah, uh, he's like from the landlord. Yeah, he's like rents due on the first. Yeah, don't and then be you late. See, and then you see uh, Tom Holland with his GED study book, so he's not he's not going to MIT anymore. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, um, and he's going to uh, he's sewing his own Spider Man costume. Yeah, um, I want to get into the costumes real quick. I was kind of waiting for the end to bring it up. Yeah. They really went wild, putting as many Spider Man costumes as they could. That way, they could sell as many action figures as uh, possible. There are a total of seven. It is including if you include Andrew and Toby's. Okay, I mostly yeah. just mean like Toby. I mean, uh, Tom Tom Holland's. Yeah, uh, he's he's got his black and red one. He's got the black and red one. Then and he has got, it inside out. Yeah, which a lot of people didn't realize that. And I was like, yeah, it's since so you can see all the technology. And yeah, stuff. no, there's I, also a smartphone duct taped to yeah, his chest. Yeah. I like the look of that. I thought it yeah. was fun. I thought in the trailers it kind of looked like maybe it was going to be a suit with uh, like made by like, Doctor Strange. Yeah, like imbued with magic, yeah. and that's why it was like black and gold. Yeah, but but I still, I, I it's an interesting look. Yeah, and then um, you have his suit again with some of the nanotechnology in it, which adds like a gold spider to it, and the then integrated you, suit. Yeah, yeah, and then you have the iron spider suit, which yes. is the worst. Oh, it's so it's so I boring. I fucking hate it yeah. so much. And like he has these cufflinks on his wrist in the iron spider suit, which, like physically speaking, he wouldn't be able to do this. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I, I know you guys can't see me, <laughs> but you're, you're <laughs> pantomiming it. Yeah, I'm. I'm lifting my wrists up, and he wouldn't be able to do that, which means he wouldn't be able to shoot his webs at people. Yeah. That is, like, my least favorite. Yeah, I don't like it at all. And I think it was just so... It was, oh, like, it worked in Infinity War, Yeah, and he didn't need it after that. I think it's just so they can have a fun line for Doc Ock to say, where he's like, oh, we have competition, because he's, yeah. then he's got the spider arms. Well, and then the nanotech helps him defeat Doc Ock, yeah. too. Yeah. And then you have his suit at the end, which is, like, this really shiny blue. Yeah. And it's it's neat. It's interesting. I like that. Like it's really comic book like accurate. Yeah, it's supposed to be the thing. Yeah, and it's cool because now he's like a different Spider Man now. Yeah. Like no one knows who he is. He doesn't have like the advantage of all the Stark technology. He's like he's like just Spider Man now. Yeah, and so I it's a job. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what it will be. I wonder if we'll be taking pictures of Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. So I I it's fine. There's just so many costumes in this, and it just screams to me like, oh, let's put out as many action yeah, figures and stuff as we can. It, and that kind of stuff bugs me. Uh, but it's whatever. Yeah. I, I usually am a big fan of costumes. So I was like, too many, too many in this. He has a different costume every scene. Yeah. It, he does literally have a different Spider-Man costume. Every, every single fight scene, at least, it's a different one. Right. Uh, okay, so we're we're wrapping this one up. Um, on a scale of one to ten Spider-Man costumes, <laughs> how, many, how many do you give this? Um, I mean, for what it is, I'm giving it a ten. Right, right. I think it did. Um, it's obviously not like a film that I'm judging like I would like a Ari Aster film or something like that. Like it's obviously very different. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> as far as comic book movies go and superhero movies go, I think it hit home run out of the park. I don't, right. You, I don't think they missed any beats. There's some stuff that cognitively speaking, like maybe doesn't work necessarily. But I don't give a shit. Yeah. I got to see all three Spider-Man on, on the screen at the same time and I'm happy. So yeah. 10. Yeah. For sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Like I said, like th- there's some movies that are really fun to sit down and watch because they, they, they make your, you have to think about them. They make you work for it. And yeah. like we, we have a podcast coming out on incendies. Finally. Uh, that's one we've been talking about doing for a long time. And that movie is like, 
uh, what a wild ride you're on and it's there's so much unraveling in the story but that's like kind of a movie that you, it makes you think it makes you sit back and you're kind of kind of have to exhale and like handle what you've been Whoa, through yeah and this movie is not that and that's fine because it's a roller coaster yeah. this isn't a, a ride this yeah. is not the same type of thing yeah. and sometimes i just like to see a spectacle and that's what this movie is and it, and it totally nailed that for me and it is, and, and another thing about it is, it's it feels different than other Marvel movies. It's it's just a little bit weird in how yeah. it's made. And so I think I think I rated Black Widow really highly, and I feel like I need to rate this one higher because I liked it a lot. But I think I gave Black Widow like an eight. Yeah. Uh, so I'll give I'll give uh, this is eight point one Spider Man costumes because awesome. <laughs> uh, this is definitely better than that. And I think I just I, I maybe went a little buck wild when I saw that, and I was yeah. just really hyped to be back in a theater when that came out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I like this a lot. I, I thought it, it, it achieved exactly what I wanted, even though I kind of knew what was going to be happening yeah. in it in terms of like the big reveals. It was still, it's yeah, you said you get to see all three Spider-Man. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's okay to just have fun. Yeah. And it is. It's fine. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, quick shout out to Andrew Garfield getting redeemed by saving MJ from falling. Oh yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's crazy. He starts like tearing up a little bit. She's like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love that part a lot. He's yeah, he's a. I I just think he's an amazing actor to begin with. Like he just everything that Andrew Garfield is in, I think he does a great job. You've seen Hacksaw Ridge? Yeah. Oh, that's an amazing movie. It he is, is fantastic. So everything that he's in, like there's that one movie where I started watching it the other night and I fell asleep, but uh, he plays the dude who wrote Rent. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's very good from what I've seen. So oh far. cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've always liked Andrew Garfield. So like Kevin Feige wanted him in. Yeah. Right. More and like there's something to do with like an illness or something and when they were trying to shoot and like well because he has to recast or i don't know something weird like that that's it is cool to see him back in that role and like you said be redeemed not only as a character but as like uh like that actor finally being able to like kind of close out that role on yeah. like a really high note which is what i think andrew garfield deserved yeah absolutely for for the for what he did for those spider-man movies i wonder if he'll be back in in like the sony universe or something that'd be that'd be wild in that morbius preview there's a painting of spider-man on the wall and it says murderer across it you know what's funny about that is that's actually a screenshot from the one of the playstation spider-man games really yeah so it's not even like uh from like the and it's a the costume is the toby Maguire. yeah i know it's a toby Maguire costume yeah so there's a lot of like but then michael keaton too. is in it i don't understand what is going on in me that either movie. uh it, it that feels all over the place and it doesn't matter because you know, you can just explain it away and have it. I probably the won't see it in theaters at least because oh, yeah. I fucking hate Jared Leto. Right, but. right. It also doesn't just doesn't look very good. No, it looks like shit. <laughs> but it is kind of wild to think like, how are they going to put all these together? Because yeah. that that's the just weird. imagine Batman if he was really Batman. Yeah, Morbius is. I love in the trailer. He's like, he's like, yeah, I have this. I have some kind of bat echolocation, and I have some kind of bat sense, and he just keeps talking. And he's like, yeah, and I thirst for blood. It's like, just say like. Oh, I'm a vampire now. Yeah. Just say it. <laughs> He's like describing everything the vampires Vampire do. Is, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so silly. All right. With that, let's wrap this one up. Okay. Um, you can find our podcast on any platform that you uh, want to find a podcast on, like Apple Music or Spotify. We also upload all these to YouTube. Uh, go ahead and leave a comment. Suggest something we should watch or tell us what we're doing well. Tell us what we're doing wrong. And uh, with that, uh, thank you for listening to Now This Is Podcasting. Podcasting.